Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following program, Flame On, is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome, everybody, to a special Microsoft edition of Flame On. My name is Pat. I'm the Talking Bear Skin Rug. I'm here with Brian. Hi there. And BJ. Hey, what's up? And we are here to discuss a little show. And I only say little because most of the characters are small. And most episodes come in bite-sized, 11-minute increments. Uh, Steven Universe. And this episode is dedicated to... And brought to you by one of our... By the letter R. <laughs> by the letter R. Our number one fan. For Ron. Ron, this episode is for you. Oral apologizes that he couldn't be here for this episode, but we'll, uh, we'll get him to do a little, a little uh, special shout-out for you and on a future episode. We'll, we'll get that out to you. We'll make him sing. <laughs> exactly. We'll, uh, we'll do it for a little karaoke add-on to the, uh, the next main cast episode. So, if you are unaware of this show, welcome. We'll see how we can make this appealing to you to go watch. <laughs> uh, the show is Steven Universe. It was created by Rebecca Sugar for the Cartoon Network. Uh, it debuted the pilot in 2013. And one of the major things that is notable about Rebecca Sugar is that she is a woman and the first female creator of a cartoon for the Cartoon Network. Yep. In addition to that, she is an openly bisexual woman, which is great for uh, the visibility in the tones of the show throughout the, the seasons that have been on. And just for the fact that a woman of that nature, of that stature, is holding a position like this with such a uh, well-received show like Steven Universe. So the show focuses on Steven, Quartz Universe. I love that that's <laughs> his middle name. That is, in fact, his middle name. Uh, it focuses on his, uh, his coming of age, his growing up with these three gems. And the gems are these mystical beings that are protecting the Earth from their homeworlds who try to cultivate the Earth into a colony 5,700 and... Uh, it's, it's over almost 6,000 years ago. Yeah. Uh, they, they use the number and I, a couple of times and I keep on forgetting it. See, he lives with Pearl, who's voiced by Dee Dee Magno Hall. Amethyst, who is voiced by Michaela Dietz. And Garnet, who is voiced by the incomparable Estelle. Yeah. She sounds amazing. I love her. I absolutely love her. Love her to death. Um, and his adventures are sometimes... Uh, orbited by his father, Mr. Universe. So we're going to dive into the show. I am, I'm the Johnny-come-lately to the show, which is why I kind of felt the need to sit at the head of the table so I could uh, 
direct and kind of get some opinions on on where things are going bj i know that you've been uh been a fan of the show for a while you've mentioned when we've done our full cast recordings before oh yeah what drew you into this show um it was actually it was the um it was kind of the magical girl aspect um in the pilot that they had released online and uh and i was watching it and i'm like god these god they look fierce they look amazing i want to I wish I looked half as good as them. And then out of nowhere, this pudgy, like, 11-year-old kid is like, and Steven. And I'm like, and there I am. All righty. It looks just as awkward as it would be if I tried to be friends with them. And uh, no, that was, the, that was the main thing. It just had this weird sort of otherworldly feel. And then you have Steven, which is kind of this anchor for the characters in the show. And I was just like, yeah, no, I have to see what this is about. And then it just completely sucked me in after, like, five episodes and the reason that steven the pudgy little uh human that is part of this gang of of gem warriors is because his mother was the leader of the rebellion of the the crystal gems uh rose quartz and yes. she fell in love with mr universe and decided to forego her um physical being to bring steven into the world which was pretty cool um I think that's an awesome aspect of the show is seeing the relationship between Rose Quartz and um, does Mr. Universe have a first name? I feel Greg. like he does. Greg. It's Greg. 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 Yeah. Greg. Like, Greg wait a minute. Greg Hold Universe, on. and I think Universe is his actual last name. Yeah, yeah. That's and Mr. Universe is his uh, basically his stage name, stage name, and his rock band name, and he's got the the t-shirts and everything. It's fantastic. Um, so he is kind of an anomaly to this whole thing because. The gems aren't real people, or they're not humanoid people. They're, uh, they're not even their bodies aren't even real. Like holographic, hard light constructs is kind of like the best way to describe them. It's like danger, or um, the Doctor on Voyager. Yes, actually, that's probably or the best description Grimmer for people that haven't seen the show. Red Dwarf, who is the basis for that, but yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. So it, it's interesting seeing how he adapts to everything, and then begins to manifest his powers in a different way. A lot of the same powers that Rose Quartz had, but in a kind of weird adolescent. It's almost like he's hitting puberty, and these powers are just kind of manifesting themselves. And it's kind of funny to see how he handles it. (laughs) Yeah, it's really really cute, because the fact that he manifests his powers in a very human way, like emotion... Um, and then he starts manifesting like weird ones that even the the other gems don't have, and it kind of reminds you that they're not human. So they're like, we have no idea how he did that, and he's just like, I have no idea how I did that. And it's 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 very it's cute. And then there's like an episode where they just kind of are like, we got to come up with a way to train him because we don't know what the hell he is, and it's. And it, there was like a little there's a nice little moment where you realize that, oh, no, he's a kid that really has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. And it's as the seasons progress. And like I said, I, I came into this a bit a bit late. And when I say a bit late, we're recording this uh, kicking off February here yep. at the Flame on Studios. Um, the last three days I've, I've binge watched 103 episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> Brian was out of town and I was like, you know what? While I am, I, I know I'm going to do this episode, and, and I didn't want to be one of those, I've only seen a couple of episodes. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're our resident, uh, you're, you're going to ask the questions. You're going to be our, you're going to be the person we're going to try to convert to watch all of these episodes. Yes. I'm doing a great job so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to do all the setup, because, you know. That was, the, that was one of the things that I felt was a little awkward in the pilot. And actually, I've seen the pilot multiple times i think i actually even saw part of the pilot when it around the time it first came out Mm -hmm. sitting in a doctor's office waiting room with my friend matthew who lives in california and to this day i still say that if like i almost feel like you should not start with the pilot because it makes me want to stab myself in the eyes (laughs) is the pilot the first episode like with the cat the the big like centipede creature thingy that's trying to eat them i think they so. chain it to the rock and yeah that sounds right oh, yeah no, no that's not the pilot no that's the no 
No, there's there no. So there was so there was I guess a test pilot that leaked onto the internet, and the characters like Amethyst has the same character design, but Pearl's character design is different, and um, Garnet's character design, even her gauntlets, huh. are all different. And it's the hmm. it's it's the original designs of the characters, and um, it was it was. And Steven actually kind of looks like he's 13. He sounds and kind of looks like he's either 13 or 14. Whereas he is actually... He's actually... No, he's 13. Is he 13? Or He just... 12, 12 going on 13? Because in his birthday episode, he turns He turns 13 12. Or, he turns 12? He turns 12. Doesn't it sound like we've watched this thoroughly? <laughs> well, well, it's a <laughs> minor detail. There's a lot of episodes. There's so many there. Yeah. They, I, was, I had no idea there were that many episodes. I thought, oh, it's been going for a few years. These shows typically make eh, 15, 13, I don't know. I'm thinking like Gravity Falls terms, right? Uh-huh. Which Gravity Falls started around the same time. Uh, far fewer episodes, I believe. But, mm-hmm. you know, this show is quicker. It's about like 10, 12 minutes, basically. Yeah, about 12. 11, 11 to 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 minutes. so I mean, it's one of those kind of like, I think regular show does this shorter format. And Adult Swim likes to do. Um, but yeah, I was shocked that there were over 100-something episodes. 52 episodes in the first season. Yep. So once a week, basically, right? So uh, and no, they we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, in a uh, second. we'll, 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 we'll touch on to that, that in a minute. So I apologize. So it wasn't the pilot. It's actually it's the first episode of season one. Is the is the one with the the centipede? Centipedal is centipedal. what they is what they call her. Um, and that episode makes me repeatedly want to bash my head against <laughs> the wall. Um, I I will say this: I don't love the show. Which is always fun when you're the moderator on a microsode like this because <laughs> you feel like this should all be rah, rah, rah. Um, I do like the show. I have grown. It, it has grown on me uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, but I think my biggest thing with it is because like in the first season, there are so many episodes. There is a lot of what feels like filler Yet there's not a lot of they give you all the background in tiny doses sporadically through the seasons. You start um, and I have this problem with with other things like Mad Max Fury Road. I don't like being dropped into the middle of a story. Ah. I like to have some sort of understanding of what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's a tiny little bit in the beginning to kind of let me know what the deal is or explain it to me quickly. Yeah. Let me know what's going on. This show just kind of drops you in where you have this 12-year-old boy that's half alien, half human, and living with these three aliens. And you don't quite know what's going on. It isn't until they bring Greg in a little bit more mm-hmm. that you start to kind of learn the human backstory to him. Um, and then you start to explore a bit more when you get somebody like Connie that yeah. comes into it. And I love Connie. Uh, and it really just kind of it plays it plays the parts right it knows what it needs to kind of do to to tug at your heartstrings and make it very human oh man uh while still having like this crazy sci-fi space element to it uh, but those episodes that kind of are just the weird one-offs and don't necessarily advance the plot those tend to be and i won't say they all are because uh like sadie's song actually is a really cute episode that just it stands alone there is no real point to it aside from helping develop her character a little bit more and and giving some more and she's voiced by by kate micucci and honestly i you put kate micucci in something and I'm gonna love it. So the, the moment Gucci. I heard her voice, I was like, and she was actually a big draw. Um, no, Rebecca. And the thing is, I I think a lot of people have had that critique about it, where it's just like, well, I'm just kind of dropped in the middle of this, and I really don't know what's going on. And the I guess with some of the interviews that Rebecca Sugar's done and everything, it's more you're kind of you're not in. You're not in Greg's position. You're not even in any of the Crystal Gems position. You are literally in Steven's position. And later on, they kind of hit a better, I think, a better stride with those one-off episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in like seasons three and four. There's there's some really good ties that kind of do do a good job of developing Steven. And there's a really good Steven-Connie 
our Stevani episode um, that kind of develops the two of them um, in Wait, a really. Sorry, say it again. Uh, you said Connie, then you said Stefani. Yeah, oh, Stefani. Stefani. Um, What's the deal? We'll we'll touch on that in just a second. But it's, it's called a fusion. In yes. the oh, show, okay, one of those. Which will which we'll 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 touch on it real quick. When two gems get together, they can form a more powerful gem by merging. Steven being half human, half gem is kind of at the point where he's like, I don't know if... Once he learns about fusions, he's like, I don't... Nobody really knows if he can do it being half human. Yeah. Connie, who is his best friend, and Steven are in a um, in a situation, and they, out of nowhere, fuse. Her being human, and him being half human, half gem, and it creates this whole like new thing of what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like how a, do they do this? Like a non bi and and she's she or he is a very non binary character. Okay. And I love the townspeople reactions to Stevani because you have a girl that meets Stevani and is like, Oh wow, she is gorgeous. But then you have a guy that's like, Wow, holy crap. And, and gets very date rapey. It, it, and so oh, then there's another guy that's very <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Hey, so what's is it doing? a third character or is it like they're both in that body kind of like cohabitating like Firestorm? They become a new person. It, it's okay, an all it's new, a new person. person. When, when a fusion happens, um, it's not a matter of like two brains in, inhabit the okay, same body. So it's just a new you thing. create a new person. And there is a bit of each yeah. person in there. It's like having a child, but the, the child replaces you kind of thing. But it's, yeah, it, it's... A, it's a completely different consciousness that uh, kind of sits there and g- wants to say like, "Okay, don't hurt him. Wait, no, don't hurt her." And then like, "Wait, don't it's, hurt it's me." Us? me? Like, yeah, yeah. Know, it becomes a whole different person. And then when you unfuse, that thing just disappears. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do they play it, it up like it's pretend? Uh, Firestorm was a different, like had a different no, I brain. It. I get it. So they when they separate it's to it's they're back to being stein and um jefferson do they play it like sort of it's sex but not really no okay i didn't know how they kind of well so okay so you have so the one the one thing about fusion according according to some of the characters is so you have garnet like, are we gonna dig into? Well, are we'll we go ahead dig and into Garnet. We'll go ahead and dig in the Garnet. So you have Garnet, who, if you know, most gems only have one gem somewhere on their person. Garnet has two in each oh. hand, oh, and as well as three eyes. So it's it was it was kind of not really a surprise, but it was a big surprise to find out that Garnet has actually been a fusion the whole time you've known her in the show. Oh, and that's Ruby and Sapphire. And the thing about Ruby and the thing about fusion for for I guess so now we have uh, the whole aspect of homeworld gems and the crystal gems that live on Earth mm-hmm. is that two gems of different types do not fuse. That is like verboten. Oh, okay. So they they fuse together, and she stays fused because she likes they love each other. Okay. That that's what's keeping them fused, and that's how she, and that's why she's one of the physically one of the most strongest gems, is because their connection is so strong. So you usually have to have some sort of connection to the person. Whereas, although they've shown that that you don't, but they are unstable. It's exactly. an unstable fusion versus a uh, when you have a connection, because we've seen uh, Pearl and Amethyst. Uh, fuse we've seen garnet and pearl and garnet and amethyst and you see all these connections and because they are on that same level they have that rapport they're able to fuse for a reason and then they fulfill their reason and then they unfuse exactly but then you've also there are also times where um and it tends to be kind of the villainous homeworld gems uh because they don't believe in fusion in that same way and when they do it it's it's not something that they kind of know how to deal with and it tends to be an unstable uh an unstable fusion for them yeah okay so you uh, because you will have you have two characters that fuse in kind of a negative manner and it's almost like an allegory for relationships is exactly what i was thinking and it's and it's a really good one because you had you at one point you have two homeworld gems that fuse that are different types and it's negative like one literally imprisons the other inside her and then when they unfuse, the other one's obsessed with fusing again because she's like, we were powerful. 
this we were strong and she's and it and it's kind of an allegory for a negative relationship, a abusive relationship. Yeah. Right. And the other one's like, No, I was terrible to you. And she's like, It'll be different now. I'll be different. Okay, and you're yeah, like, right. Oh and 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 it's one of that's another one of the things I like about the show is you have these moments where you're like where you you kind of click in your head I at the see last what you minute. Did there. And it it kind of comes off as like a right hook. And I both hate and love that aspect of the show. Um, you get you in which, the feels. Yeah. That oh. Ep- that episode you were talking about, that you were just referencing, um, I had to go elsewhere because Hulu only has the first two seasons and that one's mm-hmm. in season three. And in the description, it has a um, a trigger warning message that oh. there is domestic abuse um, like mentions or, or commentary in it. And I... I kind of was just like I was in such a like okay next episode trying to just skip ahead I like and I didn't I saw it bef- like not when I was going to watch that episode but I saw that it was there and then didn't realize till after I watched the episode that that was the one that had the dem- like the the trigger warning mm-hmm. on it and I was like oh okay I like it all completely made sense at that point it was just like yeah and and one of the things that's al- interesting and again this this plays into uh, a kind of having that that very open feel to it is that the gems are all female, which not always comes across that way. Mm-hmm. In because of the non-binary, the way they portray it's well, there some of them are portrayed. Um, Jasper, especially, oh yeah, is portrayed extremely masculine, and I don't, uh, I off the top of my head, I don't know who the voice actor is for for Jasper, but I. Uh, even sounds extremely masculine but when they are talking about jasper it's always her mm-hmm. right? so it, it's very it's very interesting and so it's it's seeing these aspects not just being your heteronormative male female relationships and especially for something of like domestic abuse that these are you know these are two powerful female figures that are being portrayed in this this type of manner, mm-hmm. which makes it even the, the more special because the rubies are all young male sounding. Yeah, when they're just rubies, even because then when they show up later on, even or when um, Garnet is is telling Stephen the stories about uh, about how Ruby and Sapphire you know met and came to be, Garnet, um, it's it's. It takes you a second. It takes you. It, it kind of makes you sit there for a second and go, "Wait a minute!" But okay, no, they they are two women, and then having that that fusion out of love, and the fact that they just kind of it took just like a glance. Like Ruby didn't know why why she was protecting Sapphire the way that she was, mm-hmm. and then why did Sapphire protect Ruby the way that she did? And then when Sapphire moves the hair out of her eye. <laughs> uh, which is the first time you actually see Sapphire's eye. Uh, no, maybe the se- second time I think it is. But it's the first time that, you know, when – because they have the, the motel. Yeah, that I think it was I think it was the motel one. That was the first time you saw you, the eye. You, you realize she has one eye. And then the answer, uh, which is towards the end of season two, when Garnet uh, recants the story to Stephen about how Garnet came to be um, – and they're in the cave, and, and Sapphire, for the first time, Ruby sees Sapphire's eye, and it's just kind of like that little like birds tweeting, and just like little little heart bubbles about to pop out of uh, out of her head, and yeah. the little fire I, goes I will, on around her feet. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> I will take the moment to tell anybody if you don't actually ever want to watch the show, and if you if if you're ever just bored and you do want to potentially just pop into an episode, there are occasionally some episodes that you can just jump into um if you just want to know a really good lgbt like cute little romance uh the the episode the answer is a really cute episode it's really good it's really important for the community um Whereas you had like Legend of Korra where there were little things at the end where they were like, oh, are they? Holy crap, they're together. Uh, same with Gravity Falls. The, the two sheriffs here are like, yeah. oh, they're together. This is like a full on. They have full episodes kind of dedicated to their relationship. Like there's an episode where they unfused. But but the answer is like an astounding episode. And they actually Rebecca Sugar put out a children's book called The Answer. Yeah, Aww. I saw that. For kids. Amazon. 
um, a, a, L, a something that shows L, LGBT relationships in a very cute and and a manner that kids can even understand is out there. And since we're we're just spoiling the hell out of uh, a lot of things, so if you haven't watched, go watch and um, and stop listening. Then come back and come back to us after you've seen some of it. Um, basically, the end of that episode, which is what what makes it so powerful is as they're getting to the end of the story that Garnet is telling Steven, Ruby and Sapphire are trying to figure out why they fused and why this whole thing, like this whole thing is just kind of taken them. And, um, and the way that the episode ends, like they're trying to find the answer. And Steven says, well, did you, uh, or what's the answer? And she answers with love. Like that's why they fuse. And it just, it's such a little, it's, it, extremely extremely powerful um for the lgbt community and just for for humanity at all right now there's so much hatred out there that like it's it's something that just really kind of reiterates and re-emphasizes the fact that this can be something as simple as as love is why two people are meant to be together or around each other and stronger together exactly um so so that's garnet uh just see if we can't get down like the the immediate gems um so so you have garnet and ruby and sapphire then you have another aspect of the show that literally hit that always hits me like a ton of bricks you have pearl and greg um Mm -hmm. so when steven's uh, mother essentially gave up her physical form for so steven could be born she's gone she's she's no longer there so you have Greg, who's essentially a widower, and then you have Pearl, who is in love with Stephen's mother, and essentially Stephen's mother freed her because Pearls have a very low, they're very low on the, the social totem pole with Homeworld gems, but you have... As evidenced by everybody asking her who owns her when they first meet her. Yep. Wow. That's yeah, the, pearl, or, the Pearls are servants. Or when another Pearl shows up, Stephen looks at Pearl and goes... Who is she? And Pearl's like, Stephen, not all pearls know each other. And <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So so you have so you have this dynamic, and there's also a wonderful episode. I think it's called Mr. Greg, um, where Steven's dad comes into a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this episode, like, I was all over the place with this episode because it was it, the whole episode is is there's like five songs in it, and it's uh kind of like an old nineteen 19- 30s Broadway numbers, uh, pearls in a suit. Wait, is this the one in New York or the whatever fake New York? Yes, I did Cap- see Capital I City. I actually saw that episode for whatever weird Cap- reason. Empire City. Empire City. Empire, Empire City. City. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, it's a, a almost an amalgamation of Atlantic City and um, Manhattan Vegas. or Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. But I will say, from seeing that episode, it impressed the hell out of me. Not just because it's a good episode. I mean, they explore their character backstory like you said you know mm-hmm. pros and love and all that but the what's the song they do at the end uh i think it's uh why don't you talk to each other yeah and i was like i had never realized that steven universe had that great of a musical pedigree i had heard people really like the songs but i just didn't know them that's a song you could easily have in any broadway musical it was very well done very well produced very well it just it, it really blew my mind that it was that it was in that show i just i had no idea so mm-hmm. i loved it it was a great episode and that's about the only one I've seen as the pilot, <laughs> but but yeah. So that one there there's a lot of episodes that kind of cover grief. There there's a long sub arc with um, Greg dealing with the fact that he took per- he took Rose from Pearl. How he feels guilty about that, and now Rose is gone. And that episode kind of brings that whole storyline to a head. Um, and then there's there's an episode where Pearl meets a girl. And gets her phone number, and spoilers. I haven't gotten there yet. Oh yeah, so spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's fine. Oh, we're spoiling the hell of everything oh else. Oh my yeah. god, Pearl gets a date. <laughs> well, the best part about this is that the girl that Pearl likes is um, she's kind of muscly, but she has pink hair, just like Stephen's mom. Mm, she's got a type. And the, uh, actually, she, she, I mean, she looks awesome. But the best part is when Stephen's like. 
all right, can we just go ahead and cover this? She looked like mom. Like, I saw it, you saw it. Can we just acknowledge this? And and it's and but at that point in the show, Steven's kind of got a little bit of bite to him, and it's really cute when it happens. But um, so like, you know, grief moving on, um, and that's kind of like where Greg and Pearl's storylines are at. And then we've got um little shorty um probably probably also one of my favorite characters amethyst who is a gem that was born on earth and has no concept of like home what home world gems are uh the society and everything and she acts like a human she eats uh gems don't normally have to eat or sleep but she eats and she sleeps and she does it just because she likes to um they actually go through an interesting arc where she meets homeworld gems and the homeworld gems treat her like she's wrong. Um, there's a, there's a moment where Pearl, you know, doesn't want to go where she was born because it reminds her of the war essentially. And Amethyst takes it personally. Um, and there's a nice little moment where Steven and Amethyst have a fight for who's the worst, who's, who's the worst gem. Um, and feelings of inadequacy, um, you know, the way some of the homeworld gems treat Amethyst, it's like she's deformed. Like she's like she herself is wrong. Um, because she shows she's so short. She's, she's tiny, not as strong. Uh, Jasper is another um, quartz, similar quartz that is the epitome of what they should look like because. And as a uh, was it Peridot that took them to the beta kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're, they're just like, oh, look at these holes. They're all, you know, like they, it's all just they're supposed to all be good. And look at all these, like you know, this one's so small, this one, blah blah blah, whatever. And then they see this massive like <laughs> hole with like the big like bi- double bicep like arm cutouts, and she's like, all right, well that must be Jasper's, all right, but but no, they're they're it's this a horrible place. Yeah, the markings inside will tell you how. Oh, well, all right. So p- Jasper is perfect. <laughs> like it just and it, it it sends that shockwave of like of, of it knocks her down even further. Mm-hmm. And then um, Stephen, it when the the fight with Jasper happens and she doesn't want anybody else to be involved because she needs to prove herself. And Stephen um, takes that opportunity to be able to kind of share the the outcastedness of. Rose Quartz was this amazing, you know, gem, and he's not her. You know, he's this short, little, round, pudgy, you know, thirteen-year-old yep. that's half human, and and it it does it. It's finding that that finding company in being an outcast, and and showing that you don't have to be, you don't have to fit the construct of what everybody else says that you need to be in order to actually be right. Yeah, and uh, there's like a really good line he says where he's like. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
He's just like, stop shutting me out because I understand what it's like to feel wrong. There's nobody like you, but there's also nobody like me. And she's like, us worst gyms have to stick together. And then the, the best thing ever happens. Um, we're just spoiling it all. The best thing ever happens and Steve, Stephen and Amethyst fuse. So Steve, that show also shows that Stephen can fuse with gyms as well as humans. And like, uh, who's also voiced by uh, somebody from Orange is the New Black. Um, not Uzo. Um, the one that played Nikki in Orange is the New Black. Natasha Leone. Yes. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she voices um, Smoky Quartz. Which I was like, what the hell is she going to be? And then, and then the fact that they sat there and took a minute to like go through They're like, oh, what, what am the name I would now? be. And Peridot's like, don't worry about your name. <laughs> You've got to fight. And and the 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 wep, um the the fusion weapon is like a big yo yo, yeah. um. But I, I and I love I love that character and I want that character to show up more. But um, it's just one of those things that that uh, that was a gut punch also. Like it's just one of those things when the uh, when the emotional gut punches happen, I'm literally sitting there, like clenching my fists, like ow, I know I know how that feels. And uh, so what else about the show do you guys think you've already touched on a few things that mm. makes it so endearing, so popular? So especially in the community, I mean, obviously, you've talked about it's got strong overtones of storylines and characters, relationships that are sort of not sympathetic, but they're indicative of the community. Is there, is there anything else about the show that makes it really stand out as something unique? Um, it's all inclusive. OK. Every character has literally drawn with a different body type. Every single character, different skin tone, different, different skin tone, non-binary gender. Uh, some stuff. some characters are very non-binary. Some characters are, you know, shorter. Sadie, um, she's like she's short and she's got a, she's got a very masculine figure for a girl, but she's, um, and and the, also the thing is, bad characters are only considered bad because of their behavior. That's one of the things that really stands and out. And intrinsically bad. Yeah. They, just, they make bad decisions. Yeah, and some people, so like, Steven gives people a lot of chances, and Steven's a good kid. Yeah. Like, it's very, it, it's like the same reason why I like the first Captain America movie. Steve Rogers is a good person. Like, he's not phoning he's, it in. He's, he's a Hydra agent. I don't know if you knew this. No, He's not a good person. I'm, I'm talking about mo- movie continuity. Oh, well, that's MCU. Yeah. Before... Cubic. The cosmic cube. Cubic. <laughs> cubic. The cosmic cube. Cubic. Zirconium? <laughs> Zirconium? Yeah. the last name? I didn't know that. Uh, before his entire history was rewritten to become... He was a good kid. Secret Empire, He's number one. He's a good one. Nazi now. I mean, that's all. There's a lot of good Nazis these days. He gonna get punched. Um, what about... Uh, to I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the best video ever. Oh no, Hollaback Girl. I'm I'm always down for a Hollaback Girl. Oh, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> so what uh Okay, so if I was what what age would you say is a pretty good age for the show? Like how young could you be? And maybe even how old could you I mean younger is more sensible. So I, like, how I don't young? think there is a Is it yeah. too mature? No, because it's done. I, I will say this. It's done in such a way that it's very much like cartoons of my generation, uh, which they build a lot of stuff into having morals and kind of showing like the way you should act and being able to make these decisions and how to come to these decisions and that sometimes decisions aren't always right. So it, it does definitely have that moral center for a younger audience. However, it has a ton of adult overtones. Oh my gosh. The the random dirty jokes that run, run through the episodes at times is kind of funny that dirty they, jokes really. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um all right. And and yeah. and for the older it's people a lot of innuendo. Uh-huh. Yeah. And for the older people, just so you know, Sinbad voices a character on the show. So speaking of <laughs> speaking of Sinbad, let's do a quick a quick rundown on some of the uh, the minor characters because I have I have lots of, of feelings about some of the minor characters. <laughs> so Sinbad uh, plays Mr. Smiley, who was the was he the owner or was he just like the spokesman for Big Donut? Um, no, he was a spokesman for Big Donut, but he owns like all the boardwalk, all the arcades and Fun stuff. Funland, Funland, yeah, yeah. 
which they go in and, and destroy. <laughs> so many times. Because Steven tries to take the gems on a, a little fun day to uh, Funland and gets them set up with different games and Garnet gets entranced in uh, ham... Basically, it's like a dance dance revolution with a, a pig. And oh, yeah. There, yeah. Well, there's that one, and then there's the, there was like the boxing game that she like decimated yeah well that was the first one she because she destroyed that one so you brought her over and she's over there just like having to do like the different like the hand motions to um to accumulate points and gets wrapped into that and then danger happens and she's the one with future vision so she's the one who usually is able to kind of know where they need to be or or how to get them out of being you know uh blindsided and uh, and she's wrapped up in the game so mm-hmm. pearl and amethyst are trying to defend beach city from these monsters <laughs> and they're like where's garnet oh she must have she had a a, a a quest or she had something she had to take care of and then she's in Funland, just sitting there like just going through the game <laughs> oh. and just entranced in the game and steven's like all right i've got to beat her in order to snap her out of this because he like runs up to her shakes her tries it does nothing and then yeah. quarters in okay no he loses does it again loses again he's he's like all right so then eventually he just breaks the machine it snaps Garnet out of the whole thing. Which is, I think, the first time Steven actually finds out she has three eyes. Because she always wears the visor. Uh, and he took the he he knocked the, the glasses off of her and and then that's where the third eye was was open and he was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> actually I think the the first time was when he when he she went to go tell him something or try to get him to not do something and he yelled at her and he like accidentally backhanded her face oh, okay. and the glasses come off and she gives him angry eyes with all three <laughs> eyes and he just goes i'm sorry and he <laughs> runs out the door and she just stands up and goes that little boy is in a lot of trouble and then she turns the leaf and pearl's like no wait so, <laughs> so so you've got mrs smiley um speaking of big donut you've got like we mentioned sadie before voiced by kate mccucci mm-hmm. um and lars who can I just say I hate those freaking ears? Oh yeah, he's got those. He's got those um, stretched out. He's got the the giant tribal stretched ears. lobes, yep. but no uh. actual ears. Uh. <laughs> like it's just like it's flat. Oh, they and flop then these around. Rings. Yeah, they flop around all the time, especially when he's like yelling or screaming. And well, and then when Steven takes over his body that one time, he puts <laughs> the heart plugs in. Them, he does, which was which was entertaining. Um, Bismuth. Oh. Who comes in to play towards the end of season three? Actually, it's the, it's a, it's the hundredth episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is that is the hundredth episode. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Bismuth is found in uh in in the main of my favorite character, um, lion. Oh, giant pink lion. Uh, and <laughs> Bismuth is is voiced by Uzo Aduba from Orange Is the New Black, and um. She is a an original crystal gem as part of the rebellion, who then has some interesting ideas on how they should take the fight to Homeworld still, and it's a it's a very telling look into how uh, conflict is resolved by different gems mm-hmm. and why she was bubbled in the mane of the lion. Yep, nobody wins in a war. Yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely uh, an interesting allegory for where where our world is right now. It's and it's a really good episode that actually um, that's another one of those really big uh, build uh, story build episodes Mm -hmm. um, because you hear about the battle for Earth that happened thousands and thousands of years ago. But it's one of those episodes that actually gives it's like one of the two episodes that gives you like that was a full on war. And that, and actually, the season after that episode, there's a little bits and pieces that explain what happened to the rest of the crystal gems, what happened to all the other rebelling gems. It's a really good kickoff for like Stephen learning about just how far they had to go to to liberate the earth. Well, you were watching, yeah, before we started. Recording. I, I just got to the end of that season. There's a couple of episodes right after that where, when they um, they finished dealing with with a lot of that, and then Jasper. They come back and the rubies that were looking for Jasper are back and mm-hmm. take him to the moon and, and this whole thing. And that's where um, Stephen learns that everybody speaks so highly of his mother 
mm-hmm. and it's she had healing tears and she worked so hard to try to free the gems and let them be who they who they wanted to be and he learns um the lengths that you sometimes have to go to in a war and that not every decision is an easy decision and not everything that is done is easy to live with mm-hmm. or easy for the people you leave behind to deal with mm-hmm. um uh, so i i'm interested to see where they take that i'm it's one of those shows where they don't tend to mention something without coming back to it. So if they mention a name and and Bismuth does mention some of the other crystal gems by name Mm -hmm. a couple of times. So I I was definitely curious to see whether or not they were going to touch on, on those gems a little bit more. They, they actually, I will go ahead and tell you in the, the season that just started, they are going to touch on the other side how the other side dealt with the war and what Steven's mom had to do and everything. And that is a, oh, that is an incredibly sombering look at just how, how when, when your perception of somebody gets damaged and then you get to actually see the consequences and the, the hurt you can cause the other people in the fight. It's, it's a re- it's a really good string of episodes that are coming up here, which started mm, Tuesday, Monday. Okay. We're you know, like we that was two days ago from when we're when we were um, recording this, and a few days before this episode actually comes out for you guys to listen to. Um, so you guys talked earlier about some big deal with the first fifty-two episodes, and there wasn't well, the so the way the season seems like go, the release schedule is very oh yeah, sporadic. the release schedule is very sporadic. Um, they do what they have now referred to as Stephen bombs. They don't necessarily follow a traditional um, weekly serialized episode schedule. They'll drop episode clusters and then go a while. And then drop episode clusters. Oh, that's like what Venture Brothers did. They would have yeah. like some like part of the season and stop. But usually it felt a little more like contained. But and it's um, it, it's interesting because when doing it that way, because because we're in a, we're in a post Netflix and Hulu and sh- streaming world now, where you can consume media like an entire season of a show in like three days if you really like. I'll watch Stranger Things with me like in three days. You really want to you really want to finish it. You're gonna finish it. Sure. So and it's interesting because um, some people were kind of critiquing that model for like releasing episodes of Steven Universe like that, and a lot of people thought it would hurt their ratings. It actually didn't. It actually people I noticed more people enjoy that. They live for it. Like you know when that five or seven episode chunk drops, and then they're like, all right, I can just white knuckle it to the next se- five or six. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like they still release a season. A year, it's just like three times in that year or four yeah, times in that yeah, year. As opposed to where, aside from the first season, which had the 52 episodes, they've done roughly about 25-ish. I think it was 26 and then 25. And then I think this past season only had, uh, season four only had 17 from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, so they're still roughly in that, that 20 to 25 ballpark. But instead of like S.H.I.E.L.D., where that's okay, here's this stretch of, show, uh, of new episodes – take a break and it's within this six month time span yeah or you know or or however long that the the season is you know you still get that you do get that year but instead of having all right well we're going to do these 25 weeks in a row we're going to give you three drops of okay here's five here's seven here's you know whatever and you get to that point so it's interesting to see that it's maintained it and it's it's definitely a show that seems to be building on where it's gone which is good. You know, it, it continues to build the story. And the story is actually pretty entertaining and pretty intriguing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I love, I love Lion. I love the fact that you had alluded to, um, like, Stevens. It's almost, there's almost a, an inside meta commentary. Not so much meta where they're saying these things. It, it's... It's an odd meta way of looking at it because when he starts to be suffocated in his sleep by Lion. Oh, yeah. And he wakes up in this weird field, and he, but he can't breathe. And then he's like, what's, go- what's going on? And they pull Lion off of him, and then he goes back to sleep. And next thing you know, he's in this field again because Lion's laying on top of his face um, to basically kind of tell him that, like, 
come into my main. There's this other world here. And he finds Rose Quartz's um, sword. Yep. And there's this whole thing going on there. And uh, I don't remember if it was that episode or if it was um, a little bit later. But they kind of look at it. And, and I think it was Pearl said something about, do you think that he's he, – um, do you think he has a connection to Rose Quartz? And Garner goes, well, yeah, he's pink. <laughs> like, you know, it's like <laughs> – Everybody else was thinking this for the last <laughs> however many episodes since he has shown up. Yeah. yeah but and like, even Amethyst is like, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny how how um, how they, they do kind of even make those those assessments that you're sitting at home going. Well, obviously. yeah, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> of this, isn't it? Like, I'm pretty sure that if, if it's not like some form of Rose Quartz, it's uh, like Rose Quartz is pet i don't know like it's it's got a connection to her it's got all of her shit inside of his main right <laughs> um and so a, cu- a couple of other quick mentions on character on on side characters um you have vidalia onions <laughs> huh onions oh yeah oh, yeah give yeah. it a second so <laughs> you have vidalia her oldest son sour cream and her younger son onion yep okay uh, mm-hmm who uh, I will just say this: I can't stand onion. Oh that God, one, onion's horrifying. That one little bit of humanity they gave him in uh, in that story, where he brings Stephen through the the vents into his lair with the chest full of guys, uh huh, action figures, uh. guys and gals <laughs> and gals, uh, guys under your supervision. I think is what the mm-hmm. acronym is. Um, <laughs> I don't know what gal stands for. They didn't they didn't go into that one. Uh, but onion onion. Like it's just I don't even know why he exists. It's like this little toddler that follows Steven around, and he like he like either just randomly vomits stuff on Steven, steals his stuff, but like breaks into machinery, breaks machinery. You never you never hear him talk. He always just goes. Mama, 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 mama. So they don't like kids, like little kids. It, <laughs> it like. feels like it's interesting. It's like weird. They, she but must have had a younger brother who is like obnoxious. <laughs> but his she does have a younger brother. Dad. But his dad is. Yellowfin. Onion's uh, dad is Yellowfin and tuna? speaks the same way. Yeah. It's very much all kind of centered around like certain things have, have that kind of uh that feel to it. He's a fisherman. Got Yellowfin's it. the fisherman, son's onion with Vidalia and um Greg's ex manager Marty Marty is uh Marty fooled around in one of Greg's backstory episodes when he met Rose Quartz, um Marty and Vidalia get it on in the van. Oh. Yep. And then you find out that that's when when Amethyst when they go to track down Amethyst and Steven track Onion down and they see all these paintings of Amethyst and then Vidalia is there and it shows that Vidalia knew um, Amethyst and then uh, Sour Cream is from that like it all backtracks oh, to yeah. to wow. all of that wow, and it, and it and it does it so qu- like just so quick like they don't do spend a lot of time on it you they leave you to make the connection sure. if yeah. you care enough so and like, again it's if you're a little kid you may go oh whatever if you're an adult you're like oh exactly yeah there. exactly um and and then you have the you've got the pizzeria owners oh yeah um you've got the the twins kiki and jenny and kiki is totally a take on kiki's delivery service the anime that's why she's named that. You had me at Miyazaki. <laughs> There's a lot of Miyazaki influenced. Um, here comes a thought. That is a music video you should watch because there's a lot of how Miyazaki um, v- uh, visualization used really? in it. Really? Yep. All right. And so, well, um, uh, and there's actually an episode called Kiki's Pizza Delivery. Mm-hmm. So it, it all. Makes you haven't seen that, have you? No, I have not. That the Miyazaki one, not the the Steven yeah. Universe one. Yeah, I just watch it. And then you have the French Fry family. Oh, the Frybo. Frybo, um, who the younger son is voiced by Atticus Schaefer, who is Brick from the Middle. Yep. And I heard the voice and I was like, wait a minute, I know that voice. And it's I, I always want to call him Atticus Finch, but Atticus Schaefer is is in it. So the voice acting, Nicki Minaj does uh, Sugalite, Sugalite, the fusion between Garnet and Amethyst, and um, for all of our our super gay listeners out there, I know you're all out there. Hey, 
Um, Yellow Diamond is voiced by none other than Patti Lapone. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that makes sen- so much sense now. <laughs> oh, that uh, explains everything with that character. Patti Lapone is the voice of Yellow Diamond. And I'm excited because um, I am a slight, like, I'm a different type of music nerd than than a lot of you guys. Um, I am super in love with Irish singer-songwriter Damien Rice. And up until the point where I'm at in watching three seasons in, um, Blue Diamond has only been voiced by Estelle when being told the stories mm-hmm. and Blue Diamond is voiced by Lisa Hannigan who was a uh who sang on Damien Rice's first two albums O oh, and um 9. Oh wow. Before they broke up and then she went on to release three albums of her own. She's another Irish uh singer-songwriter. So the voice acting is actually quite impressive uh throughout the entire show. And, um, and most of the cast is uh, most of the cast are women and women of di- various different backgrounds. It's it's yeah. impressive. Connie is um, is I'm just trying to think of what her ethnicity is. Oh, Connie. Yeah. Connie's mixed race. Connie's uh, Connie's uh, father is Japanese and her mother is um, Indian, and they their their last names are hyphenated. But I can only remember her mother's last name. Her la- mother's last name is like Mahesh Warren. Oh, okay. No, I thought yeah. that I, I thought that was just there because that's usually what they they refer to them as Mahesh Warren. Yeah. Well, because because Connie's mother's last name is first in the gotcha. hyphenation. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Which I, I hadn't I hadn't looked it up, but I love the fact that they they incorporate so many ethnicities, and it's just it's just second nature Mm -hmm. like it's not a thing it's such a it's such an open and diverse place um that it it just is so welcoming for so many different things which does again makes it such a a magnet for so many different cultures um we're not going to get to everything in in one episode we'll definitely hit back on it again well i know music is an important part of the show as we mentioned earlier so i want to know what both of your favorite songs are from the show (laughs) you go um I it's tough because I binge watch so much. It's tough to absorb and let everything kind of just mix into your head. But I will say, I guess what I will say is my my favorite is Stronger Than You, partially because it's one of the few songs that I heard beforehand um, and because it's sung by Estelle. And if there's anything in this world that makes anything sound better, it's when. A black British woman sings it Amen. to you, <laughs> and yeah, no, it, and it's got a, it's an extremely powerful message because um, it it's in the episode it's towards the end of season one, and actually I think it was when it first aired, um, it was the end of season one because a couple of the the season one episodes didn't air until the second season started. Um, Sapphire and Ruby are are split up and they're taken into space by Jasper and Peridot. And um, they find their way. Uh, Stephen finds them, and actually, and kind of finds out that these two are Garnet. And um, when they when they get together, and Jasper basically puts them down for being a fusion, uh, it, it's really kind of that. It's showing that their their <laughs> their love is what makes them more powerful than anything. And and then she proceeds to kick his a- uh, kick her ass. I always think it's a him because <laughs> Jasper just looks so damn like beastly but i think you're just mad because you're single that is my favorite line <laughs> from that song um my favorite song uh, it's hard it's tough because i'm a closet sappy musical sad sack like songs that make me cry i flock to so i've got to say it's over isn't it which is the song that pearl sings that's the one i was thinking from that episode yeah I remember that now. it's yeah, yeah. it's over isn't it? it it's pearl lamenting on how she still can't let go of rose and she wants to move on but she can't and lord knows we all have felt that sting at least once in our lives but just the wording and the way it's sung and like the voice actress for pearl is be- a beautiful singer um yeah no that one's got to be my absolute favorite i really no that was that was the one that impressed me from that episode like i it was like wow this is i mean again just you don't expect cartoons although nowadays you probably should to have such a good 
production sense for writing songs. Um, but I mean, they've definitely like you know from Buffy the Vampire Slayer on to more recent musicals and TV shows, they have gotten a lot better. Yeah. So, so and, uh, what and else? the the last musical thing I'll touch on, which is not a song at all, but it's in Stephen's birthday episode when um, they're <laughs> they're on the beach and they're all hanging out and Greg and Garnet go to put uh, they're picking out the music and Greg picks up an album out of the crate and it's Stella <laughs> but it's drawn as Estelle's album cover for Shine <laughs> and then Garnet just kind of like slaps like smacks him <laughs> on the arm I <laughs> when when I saw that I was like that is there are so many like little nods to different things like you said like the Miyazaki has a lot of influences in it um Fred other, Astaire like it's staggering yeah it's it's so widely influenced by so many different things um but that one is like just such a for people who don't know Estelle because honestly Estelle's gotten a little bit more um notoriety because of Conqueror being used for Empire mm -hmm. and her you know because that became such a, a pop culture phenomenon yep um but a lot of people don't know her as well as they probably should mm -hmm. or I feel like they should and um Shine is was her first solo was her first you know major label label album so for that to be the one that they used as the the record that they pull out that Greg pulls out of the the thing was just like I was like <laughs> that's fantastic that it was it was definitely cute so um, I, I think um, I think this would be possibly something that we can uh, we can jump back into again later on down the line. Uh, the new season is out, so this could be something that we also do talk about in a in a full cast recording when we go through television. Um, but we hope that Ron uh, for asking for this for so long, and we'll right. we'll do another we'll do another little one with uh, with Oral because well, I know that yeah. Ron was very very interested in. Uh, in, in Oral's take on it. We're going to get him to sing. Yes. Maybe by the next, maybe by the end of the show, I, I assume it's probably not gotten too many more seasons left. I don't know. It's, um, so said. I think Rebecca Sugar said she wanted it to be a total of six. Okay. Um, but she definitely said she's already written the ending to the show. Oh, okay. So, so it definitely has an ending and I'm pretty sure it was, it's only supposed to be a max of 300 episodes. Oh, a max. A max. Rose um, Quartz pops out. Oh God, don't even. Oh, well, and so, they and they, they've answered literally every single one of my questions and I'm like grateful for that. But the very last question I have is what happens to Steven if his gym is, is removed? And I'm like, oh, God, they're going to cover that, aren't they? So I am like, <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I think when the show wraps, we'll probably do another recap of it and sort of. I like that idea. Bring in more people. I certainly hope to have watched more by then. We'll get Oral to get it caught up. We'll be. And since be we couldn't get Oral for this episode, we brought the other black guy from the show in. So that works. We figure we figure wow. we can just we it's can just same, right? put one in for the other. Just want to note that I am not the <laughs> overtly racist. Listen, instead of Oral, you get a BJ. It's fine. Oh. Yeah. Either way. Wow. Yeah. You know, I never all thought around. about that. I have never. I thought you made that, that joke on I, an episode. I usually you do. Make I, that joke. Say, I have never. Oh my god! Both of our both of our black cast members are have. Uh, oh, Felicio, we're just gonna have a new fake, names. a new fake character named Felicio who shows up. Who's also black. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Anywho, so Ron, we hope that you've enjoyed this. We'll definitely touch on this more. I am. Uh, I don't despise the show the way I did after watching the first. Uh, <laughs> the first episode. <laughs> So I, I'm, I'll definitely continue to watch. Obviously, at this point, I'm, I'm as y'all know, I will hate watch a show until the end, no matter how long it takes. So um, we hope you enjoy. If you would like to be a Patreon and have a voice in where our microsodes go, just like Ron did with this one, then head over to patreon.com forward slash nerdy show and you can become a Patreon subscriber for Nerdy Show. Just drop them a little note, tell them you want a couple bucks to head over to Flame On, and uh, we'll get you some, some great content there. You can find us online at flameonshow.com. Visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash flameonshow. Find us on Twitter at flameonpodcast, Instagram. Tumblr. 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 Just look up Flame On Show. And now BJ has the access to the Tumblr. Yay! I had to so. clean out all my porn from that, damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks. Why? You're welcome. Why'd you do that? Gosh. Uh, come on. So much work gone. 
<laughs> so it. we hope that you guys have enjoyed this and we will be back in two weeks with another full cast episode and with that i'm gonna leave it open because we still have that contest going on out there we want you to tell us what our sign off should be we have a couple of really good ones that have popped we up already do. I, do I forgot all of them but they were great <laughs> May the fierce be with you is That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I love that one oh, so far. Really so it's winning. It's winning. <laughs> we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna keep that open probably through uh, through our next cast recording episode, and then we'll do a poll and uh, in March you'll get to hear what our new sign off will be. Wubba wubba wubba. Snoochies. <laughs> May I bite your snoots? May I bite your snoots from loves? <laughs> and with that, see you later, everybody. This is Garnet. Back together. And I'm never going down at the hands of the likes of you Because I'm so much better And every part of me is saying go get her The two of us ain't gonna follow your rules Come at me without any of your fancy tools Let's go, just me and you Let's go, just one on two Go ahead and try and hit me if you're able Can't you see that my relationship is stable I can see you hate the way we intermingle But I think you're just mad cause you're single Thanks for listening to Flame On, presented by Nerdy Show if you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. At patreon.com slash nerdyshow, you can fund the whole Nerdy Show Network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Flame On on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.